Kylie Reads Such a Fun Age is one of the most highly anticipated novels of 2020 and an instant New York Times bestseller. The TV and film rights have been picked up by Lena Waits Hillman Grad Productions, and it's a hyper-relatable story of race and privilege set around a young black babysitter named Amira and her, let's just say it, white feminist employer, Alix. And what happens after a tense, racially driven incident brings their differences to light. Joining me on the line to discuss the book and all these two real issues is author Kylie Reed. Kylie, how much of this is autobiographical? Oh, zero percent. Yeah, I did babysit and nanny for a very long time. And I was so inspired by that entire world of, you know, being in someone else's house when you're at work every day and Mm -hmm. having a bond with a child uh, that isn't yours. Uh, The whole, you know, the whole world is very fascinating to me. But Amir and I are so different. When I was a nanny, I knew I wanted to be a writer. And that was always carrying me through the really hard days. And I still found it a huge struggle. But Amira has this really natural rejection to careerism that she doesn't really know what to do with. And I think more importantly, a lot of the people around her, it makes them uncomfortable. And so I think that that's what drew me to a character like her, which, you know, she was doing the same job I was doing, but she was doing it very differently. There was a meme that went around a few years ago where folks were listing like the first five jobs that they'd ever had in their whole lives. And and Mm. for, for men, those five jobs varied as much as, you know, geographic location like you know it, it all it all varied but for most women mm-hmm. the first job any of us had was babysitting and yep. that yep. speaks to me a lot about you know the the expectations that we we place on on young women in society you said you you spent a good amount of time with that with that job why is is that a kind of labor look something that you wanted to represent accurately here yeah it was a world that I knew. And even with that high stakes position, all of those factors of domestic labor and emotional labor still have ramifications of slavery, of domestic workers not being um, allowed rights and health insurance for so long. And there's been a lot of effort through white supremacy to keep it a low status, low income job. If you're lucky, you're only paid, you know, if you're lucky, $13, $14 an hour. And that typically affects people that are women and women of color. And so Amira is at this this place where she's graduated from college. She doesn't really know what she wants to do, but she does love babysitting. And then this event happens that joins her to that family forever. I want to talk about that that event, this this non-brutal discrimination uh, that happened to her. I can't think of any of, of us, the people that I know, people of color women who haven't been the subject of that that kind of, uh, you know, mm-hmm. passive violence. What did you want people to understand about incidents like that? There are so many videos of tragic, horrific, violent events stemming from racial bias that we see so often. But sometimes I think that we forget about the other instances that are nonviolent but are still extremely traumatic. And so I wanted to portray a domestic and very low-to-the-ground level of panic and show how that can ripple effect into huge ramifications, um, not quite as big, obviously, as other issues of violence, but still have extreme effects on people's lives, not just the black people involved. That brings me to the depthness that you have between writing for the black people in this book and writing for everyone else in this book. You are just as nimble writing for Amira and her friends as you did for Alix and her friends and for Kelly. I also have a master's degree in cold switching, so I get 
get it. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> How did you find it to seesaw between not just those perspectives, but those spoken voices? Um, I mean, I think it's no surprise that I love dialogue, and that's where the writing really comes alive for me. Um, James Baldwin says a lot of really wonderful things, but one of my favorite quotes of his is about how, you know, white culture often wants to know so much about the black culture, but part of the black experience is often being in really in white spaces. Mm. And I believe his quote is, you know, we know everything about you. We don't need to ask. And so I think a huge part of the black experience is understanding what white people want from you when it comes to what their version of professionalism is. And code switching was a huge part of that in that novel, in the novel. Um, and I know as a black person, I don't walk into a very white doctor's office and I don't tell myself, okay, you need to speak this way now. It just happens. You just turn on whatever that receptionist voice that you have and, and that's how it is. And then when you're with your friends, you just slip into how you speak and, you know, when you feel comfortable. And so I really wanted to give my characters room to do all of those things. Uh, there's a character, Zara, who is loud and funny, but when she needs to get a promotion, she can turn on that business speak really quickly. And I think that all of those voices are part of the black experience and to only highlight one would, would kind of be a disservice to them. Yeah. Such a Fun Age is out now and can be found wherever books are sold. You can follow Kylie at Kylie Reed across the socials. Kylie, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much. Yeah, have a good one.